Welcome to Managed Carecast, a podcast from the American Journal of Managed Care. This is Jamie Rosenberg, Assistant Editor for the American Journal of Managed Care, and during today's podcast, we're speaking with the lead author of a study published in this month's issue of AJMC. When it comes to access to healthcare providers, enrollees in managed care plans often find that directories are widely inaccurate. There are three types of errors, including that a listed in-network provider has errant information, a provider listed as in-network is not, and a provider that is in-network is omitted. These directories are typically posted online in PDF or other flat file formats. However, in 2014, a number of newly established state-run health insurance exchanges required the use of machine-readable provider directories, and CMS began requiring this format in 2016. This format allows for directories to be easily downloaded. In a study published this month in AJMC, researchers examined the accuracy of provider directories and considered whether machine-readable formats are more accurate than conventional directories and have the potential to improve directory accuracy in the future. To dive into the findings, we spoke with Michael Adelberg, lead author of the study. Hi, Mike. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's my pleasure. So to start off, can you summarize the objectives of your study and the different findings? Sure. Well, we've been hearing for a number of years now that provider directories are inaccurate. We had some scattered evidence from from different regulators, state and federal. So we wanted to uh, challenge that hypothesis about directory inaccuracy and then uh, particularly look at the uh, machine-readable directories that have been required in the health insurance exchanges for the last couple of years and determine if they were more accurate. What we found is that provider directories are indeed inaccurate. And uh, we did not find that the machine-readable directories in the health insurance exchanges are more accurate, but we did come away believing that the machine-readable technology definitely does have the capability to result in more accurate directories. However, some of the advantages of the technology are not really being leveraged yet, and thus we have a superior technical chassis being applied to the exchange provider directories, but it not yet resulting in more accurate directories. Were you surprised that the machine-readable exchange provider directories were less accurate than conventional directories? I was, and the team was, somewhat surprised. There was an expectation that the advantages of machine readability, which include a common electronic format for easy downloading and comparison and analyses, and much, much easier to work in the data. We thought that this would likely result in more accurate directories. Uh, What we found is that the exchange directories in the machine-readable format are actually slightly less accurate than the Medicare Advantage directories that we compared them with. Uh, The Medicare Advantage directories are in traditional formats like a PDF. And what we speculate is that the oversight of provider directory accuracy in the Medicare Advantage program is much more significant than the oversight in the exchange program, at least in the last uh, few years. And that may have triggered a greater internal focus 
from the health plans that participate in both programs. Thus, the uh, Medicare Advantage directories are slightly more accurate, despite being technologically less advanced. Right. And so despite these findings that machine-readable exchange provider directories were less accurate, why shouldn't we abandon the idea of these directories? Oh, well, I, I think in the long run, we're, we're going to see machine readability not only in provider directories, but in great many of the documents that health insurers use to face the public. Uh, provider di- machine readability has the capacity to make it much, much easier to check for accuracy by crowdsourcing data, by checking it against government systems of, of record. And in addition to accuracy, machine readability is a lens for doing year-over-year comparisons. It's a lens for comparing the provider networks of competing plans. It's a lens for all types of comparative analyses and quantitative analyses that just are, practically speaking, impossible or nearly impossible with PDF files. So I think the reality is we're going to see greater use of machine readability in the future, um, even though uh, its value is not evidenced in this particular study. And, And I'd offer as one small example of that, CMS has recently acquired machine readability for hospitals to use for their charge master prices. So that's something completely different from provider directories. But it's another recent example of machine readability being uh, determined to be a helpful technology for increasing the transparency of healthcare data for the public. Right. And why is it important for all stakeholders to really understand the potential value of machine readability, especially if it's going to be used more in the future? Yeah, well, I, I think the technology has value for all of the stakeholders. First of all, for for regulators, there is the ability to take data from a regulated party's website real time and download that information in a very cost-effective way into a centralized data set. Whether you're working with health plans, it would be all health plans in a common format easily. If it's all hospitals, it's all hospitals in a common format easily. And that's just not possible uh, without a common machine-readable format or a common API. So the value to regulators, I think, is obvious. And as you might imagine, I think the value to researchers is just as obvious. But even for the regulated entities, whether they be health plans or uh, health providers of various types, I imagine that going forward, these entities are going to discover the value of being able to compare their products, whether they be health plans or anything else, to their competitors. And I think uh, we're just at the dawn uh, of a period of time where people are going to make far greater use of these technologies going forward. And uh, the result is going to be a great deal more intelligence in the competitive healthcare marketplace as well. And now looking at your findings and also where we want to be in the future and what you think the prevalence of 
these will be in the future, what are some recommendations you have for strengthening the potential of machine-readable directories so they could be used to their full potential in the future? Yeah, well, well, first, one of the uh, things that we discovered during the qualitative research that we conducted, a, a great many uh, stakeholder interviews, was that the rollout of the machine-readable directories was frankly bumpy, and there certainly were people coming out of the rollout who are, because of the bumpy rollout, negatively predisposed to the technology. So one clear lesson learned here is whether you're CMS or whether you're a state or or whether you're any other entity that seeks to create a common electronic format for provider directories or other healthcare information, uh, consult with your stakeholders before you initiate the program. Make sure that when you initiate the program, you do have considerable buy-in from, from the parties. And if you can, test ahead of time for, for a variety of reasons. Uh, machine readability was rolled out in the federally managed exchanges a bit hastily, and it did create an unpleasant experience for, for all parties involved. In terms of the long-term value, though, as we've discussed, I think even in, even in this market with a, with a little bit of scar tissue from a bumpy rollout, the advantages are evident. The ability to do apples-to-apples comparisons quickly and efficiently. Uh, one of the things that we looked at was how quickly you could download and create a usable uh, record, and it was, it was pennies a record using the machine-readable format, and it was dollars a record working out of PDFs and other traditional formats. And on, on that basis alone, I, I think that the advantage of the technology will ultimately force it, its greater use. And in terms of just provider networks, obviously, we've talked a little bit about the value of the directories to improve network accuracy, but also the ability to use the machine-readable directories to do real-time network adequacy checks in a way that regulators are not able to do right now. I think that's a greater use. And then further into the future, I could easily see regulators taking on the topic of network stability. Does the provider network of plan A essentially stay the same year over year, while the network of plan B changes considerably year over year. Given that so many people join a health plan wanting that stability, in some cases wanting a particular doc to be in network, the the measure of stability is something that is enabled by machine-readable directory analysis but is virtually uh, impossible under the... uh, under PDFs or or other traditional formats because of the difficulty of of downloading and manipulating the data. So the the upsides are are so good. And I I would say going forward to to also look for the day where enterprising uh, researchers uh, start to try to marry machine-readable provider network data with other data sources like claims, uh, the benefit packages, and cost-sharing in particular quality data, that as we look into the future, I'm sure we'll see that sometime in the next handful of years. Great. And 
So now looking at these recommendations, what are some avenues for further research on machine readability that you think would be good to pursue? Well, the the one that's particularly exciting for for me and something that I'd hope to be involved in or certainly support other researchers in taking on is looking at network stability. uh, Remember that for most people who join a health plan, getting to the providers that you want to see is the single most important element of being in that health plan. And if you join a health plan to get to Dr. Smith, and then Dr. Smith isn't in network, that's very disappointing. If there are two health plans and one health plan network stays the same year after year after year, and one changes significantly between years and just changes enough to just barely satisfy network adequacy requirements of the regulator, right now we have just no visibility into whether there is significant variability between plan networks year over year or not. And uh, machine readability and a common or a common API, as HHS uh, discusses in a draft regulation, that is the tool to begin to get at these very important questions that we just haven't taken on yet. Right. So that's actually all the questions I had for you. Was there anything else you thought was important to mention or bring up that we haven't talked about yet? No, uh, I I really enjoyed having uh, the chance to participate in the study with fantastic colleagues, Austin Frack, Dan Polsky, and Michelle Strollo. And of course, very much appreciate AGMC's interest in publishing our findings. Great. I'm really happy you were able to join us today to talk about it. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. the study, visit AJMC.com or see the show notes. You can get in touch with us by emailing info at AJMC.com or by following us on Twitter at AJMC underscore journal. And finally, if you like the podcast, don't forget to rate and subscribe. Thanks for tuning in.